0: Hey, everybody. And we're back with Trashy Breakups. Yeah, welcome to Trashy Divorces, Trashy Breakups Edition. I'm Alicia. My name is Stacy.
1: Gosh, I'm excited about today's oh, episode. You've,
0: yeah, you've been having a dance party. Yeah, I'm not sure if you've heard it's Leo season
1: and my birthday week, but I am less excited about my birthday mm-hmm. and way more excited about my niece's birthday, who is turning 18 today. Happy this birthday. Week. Yep. Happy birthday, niece. It has been the joy of my life to be her auntie. And through that experience with grand adventures and sleepover weekends, I have learned probably more about Taylor Swift than any other middle-aged woman without a child. Mm -hmm. Maybe knows. So... Maybe so. Even though it's Leo season, we're going to honor another fire sign girl today, Taylor Swift. December 13th. Thirteen's her favorite number. She was excited to turn 31, Because it's 13 backwards. Mm -hmm. Shout out to fire signs. All of you. Taylor Swift has been happily ensconced with her beau, possibly fiance, maybe husband, (laughs) Joe Alwyn, since 2016. She's in a very long term, very happy, love songs only kind of relationship. Sure. Now, which I'm really good. And they keep it really private. Yeah,
0: it's really low key. I mean, they like publicly, they they don't. Taylor totally. Taylor Swift shares so much of her life with the public. I think it's perfectly acceptable. That she Dolly Parton her her re- Joe relationship exists. He may not. No, I'm teasing. He
1: really does. He's a very fine actor. They have a glorious relationship, and I can appreciate them keeping it quiet mm-hmm. since every boyfriend she's ever had has been reported on in the press. And mm-hmm. we're gonna report on it today. Okay. On Trashy Breakups. But before we do, I have to say, Taylor Swift gets a lot of grief for all of her dating. We're going to go through a lot of guys.
0: I mean, we are covering her on our show called Trashy Divorces. Trashy I- Breakups Edition. And We do hear from our
1: Trash Panda listeners from time to time and dating sucks and breakups are real. But I think Taylor Swift's story, Dating Edition, is a real testament to some positive lessons here. I'm using, I'm going to read a little bit of an excerpt of one of my favorite books, a little dated. It's about 20 years old. It's called Kiss My Tiara, How to Rule the World as a Smart Mouth Goddess. (laughs) The author is Susan Jane Gilman, a little dated now, but still one of my very favorite books. And Susan Jane Gilman tells this story in chapter nine of the book. And, (laughs) It stuck with me for 20 years and actually made a bit of a difference in my dating story because it made a lot of sense. Taking this from page 66 of the original version. Bad dates are inevitable, but they are a crucial, necessary education. As my friend Dessa likes to say, every bad date brings you closer to Joe. Joe is Dessa's kind, handsome, doting, and impossibly suave husband. Joe is amazing with a capital A. Joe is the bomb with a capital B. Joe is a catch with a capital C. Pick your letter. The guy's the whole damn alphabet. But let me tell you, that's almost what Dessa had to go through herself before she met Joe. Just as she watched me date some guy who collected lizards and another who got called in for police lineups on a regular basis, I watched her date a guy whose life's ambition seemed to be packing groceries and another whose primary pastime seemed to be falling off a skateboard and flirting with her mother. But with each guy, Dessa learned something. And she learned enough that by the time she met Joe, she was smart enough to appreciate him and know that he had what she wanted. Hence her motto and mine, which is a variation of hers. This is the key, everybody. Remember it. Every idiot we go out with is one less idiot we risk spending our lives with. (laughs) Date as much as you want. Date like the pasture is yours to roam. Every idiot we date now is one less idiot we're going to risk marrying. And I think Taylor Swift is a good example of that. Okay. Let us commence. Batter up. (sighs) Because she writes a song about everyone, which is the most amazing thing. So this is going to be a real journey. We're going to begin with Brandon, a high school boyfriend. Her song, Tim McGraw, is written about Brandon. He's her ex-boyfriend. They had to end their relationship because he went to college. But Taylor Swift will tell USA Today that he buys her album, Taylor Swift, and said he really loved it, which is sweet. However, Brandon's current girlfriend at the time wasn't too pleased with it, though. (laughs) Brandon was going to college, so Mm -hmm. she wanted to write him a song to... Wish him goodbye. And it's it's very sweet when you think of Tim McGraw. I hope you think my favorite song. The one we dance to all night long. I hope you think of me. It's sweet. We start sweet. We get a little rougher as we go on. Get saltier. Well, Jordan. Jordan, another high school boyfriend. He comes up next. She writes picture to burn about him. She calls him a redneck. She's a little mad because he never let her drive his pickup truck. So she will write, I hate that stupid old pickup truck you never let me drive. You're a redneck heartbeat who's really bad at lying. So watch me strike a match on all my wasted time. Wow. As far as I'm concerned, you're just another picture to burn. Wow. Yeah, Jordan, not too good. Salty. All right. Then comes Drew. Drew is teardrops on my guitar. It's a good song. She really likes Drew, but Drew doesn't know... That Taylor Swift exists. (laughs) So teardrops on my guitar. Drew walks by me. Can he tell I can't breathe? And there he goes so perfectly, the kind of flawless I wish I could be. She better hold him tight, give him all her love, look in those beautiful eyes, and know she's lucky because he's the reason for the teardrops on my guitar. (laughs) The only thing that keeps me wishing on a wishing star. He's the song in the car. I keep singing. Don't know why I do like this is so like this. Mm-hmm. the. Mm-hmm. Oh God, you're crushing so hard. They don't even know I exist. But here's the twist for teardrops on my guitar. Drew's a real person. And Drew a couple of years later is like listening to the song. And he's like, is this song about me? <laughs> I didn't know she liked me. So like two years after the song comes out, Drew shows up at Taylor's house uh, a la John Cusack with the sure. box, I'm just kidding. That part didn't happen, right. I don't think. But he asked her on a date, and she's like, yeah, sorry, man. Ship sailed. It was the perfect fairy tale ending, but a little too late.
0: Interesting. Yeah.
1: All right. That's sweet. Got mm-hmm. one last high school boyfriend to talk about Sam. Sam's a real jerk. Sam cheated on Taylor. And, uh, in her song should have said no, she makes her feelings real clear about it. But in the CD booklet that comes with the album, in this song, every S and A and M are capitalized oh my in the garbage. Yeah. So
0: I was gonna ask, like how I mean, does she name these people in interviews? Like what's up? So I guess this one is pretty explicit. Taylor Swiftie,
1: the Swifties, sure are pretty hardcore on dissecting lyrics. Yeah, my niece Swiftie, we've we've teardrops on my guitar over every song, numerous times. Okay, okay. but listen, here's the bad. Should have said no, Sam. Should have said no. You should have gone home. You should have thought twice before you let it all go. You should have known that word about what you did with her would get back to me. I should have been there in the back of your mind. I shouldn't have been asking myself why. You shouldn't be begging for forgiveness at my feet. You should have said no. Baby, you still might have me. Don't mess with Taylor Swift. Salty. Salty. She's going to write a breakup song about you. And this is what I really love about like, every loser you date now is one less loser you have to wor- Dating sucks. Taylor Swift seems to work on this like... Three month expiration period with boys. Hmm. There's
0: one exception to this,
1: but let's go into our first 4
0: So, month. so it's like mattress shopping. Like you get hundred exactly nights it. free. Okay, hundred
1: nights free, and then <laughs> she's she I'm never misses this, the return. Yeah, okay. I'm returning this boy. I'd like a new one. Excellent. All right, we're gonna start with Joe Jonas. Good lord, mm. Leo boy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They broke up over the phone. It was a 27 second phone call. Yikes. Yeah. Taylor Swift goes on Ellen DeGeneres and talks about this. This one's sad. She's a little mad about it. Forever and always is written about him. And I stare at the phone. And he still hasn't called. And then you feel so low. You can't feel nothing at all. And you flash back to when he said forever and always. Liar. And it rains in your bedroom. Everything is wrong. It rains when you're here and it rains when you're gone. Because I was there when you said forever and always. You didn't mean it, baby. I don't think so. All right. Joe Jonas. It was pretty trashy. It's not good. One of the Jonas brothers, he will address the song in (laughs) June 2009 in an issue of Seventeen Magazine. So let's talk about his self-awareness. Joe says, it's flattering. It's always nice to hear their side of the story. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. This one, July 2008 to October 2008. Time to return that boy. (laughs) We move into March 2009 to April 2009. This one got returned in two months. Okay. Well, technically, Lucas Till, an American actor and producer, he was in a reboot of the TV series MacGyver, like back in 2016, he's been in Hannah Montana, the movie, whatever. He stars in her, you belong with me video and he wins her heart, but she never writes a song about him. He speaks out later saying they tried dating. It just didn't work out. He just liked her as a friend.
0: So Sometimes it happens. Not songworthy. No, song not songworthy. I I don't know how you feel if you're an ex of Taylor Swift and don't get a song written about you. You couldn't have been that significant.
1: (sighs) Next up. Good Lord. Taylor Lautner. Wolf boy. Now I think he's a werewolf. I don't know. Taylor Lautner is uh, Jacob Black. Yeah, the werewolf in the Twilight Saga. Okay. Series. He's an actor... This one doesn't work out great. This is not a love song. It's not an I hate you breakup song. The main one for him is Back to December, which is an apology song. He was really into her and she wasn't really into him as much. And he was going everywhere to see her and it just wasn't really... Working out. And so back to December, he writes, she writes a few songs about him. But back to December, I think is kind of the saddest. They're getting back together and she knows she's hurt him. Like this is the apology of 2010. Hands down. You've been good busier than ever. We small talk, work in the weather. Your guard is up and I know why Hmm. she hurt him. She hurt him bad because the last time you saw me is still burned in the back of your mind. You gave me roses and I left them there to die. I know. Jakes. So this is me swallowing my pride, standing in front of you saying I'm sorry for that night. I go back to December all the time. She feels bad about it. Mm-hmm. I feel bad about it. I'm crying a little.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she go it's back the, to December and it's make the, it all right. The power of T Swift lyrics.
1: I mean, it, you know, it's tough stuff. <laughs>
0: I like that your script for this one is a spreadsheet.
1: (laughs) It is. I've I've actually, for the first time ever in a Trashy Divorces story, used a table Mm -hmm. to present the story, Mm -hmm. which is why you see me scrolling. This is a great time. Take a little break. Let's take a pause. Get your little clear trashy Kleenex. Wipe your tear over that. She feels bad. She's not going to feel bad about this one because this next one that we're going to come back and talk about on break hurt her. He may be the focus of a Trashy Breakups episode sometime soon. Mm -hmm. Let's hear from our sponsors. And we're back to talk about Dear John, Dear John Mayer. Oh, no. Oh, Oh. yes. Tay-Tay.
0: Yes. We could have told you.
1: So Taylor Lautner goes from August 2009 to November 2009. Mm -hmm. Four-month expiration period. Send that boy back. (laughs) November 2009 to February 2010, John Mayer. Now, what likely begins... As a 2010 summer connection, Taylor Swift is 19. He is 31. Not terrible. Not a terrible age difference. They collaborate on a song called Half of My Heart. It's one of his songs. She will write I Knew You Were Trouble and Dear John about him. Let me do a little bit of lyrics from this song, and I will let you make your assumptions Mm -hmm. about what happened in this Long were the nights when my days once revolved around you, counting my footsteps, praying the floor won't fall through again. My mother accused me of losing my mind, but I swore I was fine. You paint me a blue sky and go back and turn it to rain. And I lived in your chess game, but you changed the rules every day, wondering which version of you I might get on the phone. Tonight, will I stop picking up, and this is my song to let you know why. Dear John, I see it all now that you're gone. Don't you think I was too young to be messed with? The girl in the dress cried the whole way home. I should have known. Hmm. Dear John.
0: I feel like we have heard from from listeners that John Mayer has turned over a few new leaves in more recent years.
1: I... Certainly hope and support that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Saw Jessica Simpson recently had come out and revealed a lot about Jessica and her dear John relationship with him. And yeah, I mean, I have to follow up on that. Mm Put a trashy post-it note Mm -hmm. on that. All right. Next up, April 2010 to May 2010. This is a relationship that never happened with Corey Monteith from the show Glee. Sadly, has passed away 2013 but she, Taylor Swift, will say the song Mine was about a guy that I barely knew. He put his arm around me by the water, saw the relationship flash before my eyes. Neither Taylor Swift nor Corey Monteith confirm their dating, but they're both on Ellen and turn bright red when she talks about Maybe They Are. Hmm. This is a song, Mine is a great song. It's all just an imaginary relationship. She can see the whole thing playing out, but it never Happens with Corey Monteith. Probably. Potentially. Let's we'll spend a little time on Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> the inspiration for we are never, ever oh. getting back together. Wow. Mm-hmm. So he left a mark. <laughs> the two reportedly meet, Taylor and Jake, uh, at a dinner party set up by Gwyneth Paltrow, well, previous Trashy Divorces alum. Sure. Now they're getting together in October 2010 or December 2010. There's a little bit of there
0: may have been some scuffle. phone phone tag. I mean, these people have ridiculous inhuman schedules and travel requirements and I can imagine there may have been some hey, next time we're in the same city at the same time, let's hang out, you know? Well, he gets a lot of songs. Uh. He
1: pretty (laughs) much gets most of the uh, Red album is about Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, There was a tweet because they break up in January 2011. So it doesn't last very long. But after the breakup, Swifties are mad. There's somebody who tweets, y'all pray for Jake Gyllenhaal. It's going to be a rough year. 30 songs and 10 minute (laughs) version of All Too Well. Jake Gyllenhaal. find a safe shelter real soon. (laughs) This is the final warning. Like, Red is a lot about him. He's got a number of songs here. All Too Well is one of the songs that is said to be about him. We're never getting back together. Apparently they broke up over a phone
0: call. Uh, He
1: just wasn't feeling it anymore. So just... Wanted to call her and let her know, so yeah. Uh so he calls me up and he's like, I still love you and I'm still and I'm like, I just this this is exhausting. We're never getting back together, like ever. So three month expiration ish on mm-hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal too. And
0: and that door closed hard.
1: That door closed real hard. Next up, 2012, Connor Kennedy. Nikki Swift has done some real good reporting on this. The song Begin Again is about Connor Kennedy. It seems like a summer romance. Connor Kennedy is 18. She is 22. Okay. Uh, in Style, we'll report that Taylor Swift has been a fan of the Kennedy clan for years.
0: So, this is one of
1: those Kennedys. This is Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s son, okay. Connor. And. There's a 2019 biography about the Kennedys called the Kennedy Airs. So apparently Rory Kennedy first reaches out to Taylor after she learns of Taylor's admiration for Ethel Kennedy. This leads to a free free concert tickets and festival film outings and eventually an invitation from Rory for Taylor to spend the Fourth of July weekend
0: at the Kennedy compound this in Miana Court. Terrible idea. I I'm already I'm already against it. Taylor, we can help you with your (laughs) decision-making.
1: Taylor meets Connor, and everybody thinks, like, okay, this may be a good thing. Connor's mother had recently died by suicide not too long before. So everybody's like, oh, great. You know, Connor is getting something a little Mm -hmm. different. They're about five years apart. They crash a wedding together which is not cool. So Connor apparently calls his aunt like, hey, I'm bringing Taylor to the summer wedding. And the aunt is like, oh, no, you're not. It's going to take away from my daughter, the bride. But Connor brings Taylor anyway. And so now the whole family's mad.
0: Yeah, I can see why. For perfectly good reasons, you would not want a, you know, an actual, you know, pop star, well, Taylor Swift's reps deny the whole
1: thing. They're saying there's no truth to these claims. She was invited to the wedding and the bride thanked her profusely for being there. But wedding crashing, not a good look. Let's see, an insider close to Kennedy will reveal Connor's just an 18-year-old kid and wasn't ready for anything super serious. But Taylor is looking for a soulmate. It kind of freaked him out how strong she came on. The source will go on to claim that Taylor was more obsessed with the idea of dating a Kennedy than the actual Kennedy she was dating. Anyway, during that summer, Taylor Swift will buy a beach house in Cape Cod. Sells it after the two break up.
0: So, it could have been a gleam in her eye. Sure.
1: I mean, she was
0: (laughs) thinking about putting down roots in the area.
1: Well, she does want a beach house. Remember, Taylor will go on to buy Holiday House in Watch Hill, Rhode Island, in that Beach Colony area formerly owned by Rebecca Harkness in 2013 for a cool $17.75 million. For anyone out there who wants to hear the Rebecca Harkness story, you can go to bit.ly slash trashcandy. I've put that one up for free if you want to hear that story. It's a good story and the connections between... It's a dirty digs, right? It was a Trashy section. actually. Okay, okay. But yeah, it'll it'll be in there in that whole list of the free episodes you can get from mm, Patreon.
0: The Yeah, the history of T-Swift's Rhode Island home. Bit.ly slash Trash Candy. Okay, so the Kennedy thing didn't work out.
1: Yeah, it didn't work out. That had an expiration date of, I don't know, four months. <laughs> okay. Okay. But now we're on to Harry Styles. Mm. Harry Styles. Harry Styles is... A musician. Mm -hmm. He begins his career on the X Factor in Britain. Okay. Joins One Direction, big boy band. He's kind of a fashion
0: icon too, right?
1: He is the first man to appear solo on the cover of Vogue Mm -hmm. magazine. Yeah. Yeah. So Taylor's going to write a few songs about him. Style. We never go out of style. It's a play on his name. Like, it's It's a good song. I get it. Also, Out of the Woods. There's a little bit of a story here because Taylor and Harry Styles go on a trip to Utah with Justin Bieber and they get in a snowmobile accident and writes the song, Out of the Woods. Rolling Stone writes about this. She says it was inspired by a snowmobile ride with an ex who lost control and wrecked it so badly she saw her life flash before her eyes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So part of the lyrics of Out of the Woods... Remember when you hit the brakes too soon? 20 stitches in a hospital room. When you started crying, baby, I did too. But when the sun came up, I was looking at you. Remember when we couldn't take the heat? I walked out. I said, I'm setting you free. But the monsters turned out to be just trees. When the sun came up, you were looking at me. This goes like a year. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they, they're, together a year
0: well she has i mean as your book excerpt she's been through a lot of people she's probably learned a lot yeah
1: this destroys the returnum after two to three months Mm -hmm. this one lasted longer than 100 days but it does not continue
0: she does ultimately return that boy (laughs) she does return that boy only to get another boy
1: calvin harris Calvin Harris is born Adam Wiles, but he is DJ Calvin Harris. Okay. They date for what will be a little bit longer than Harry Styles. She's getting a little longer, a little better. Calvin Harris lasts from March 2015 to June 2016. They meet through a mutual friend, Ellie Goulding, back in February 2015 at the Brit Awards. They hit it off. They spend the July 4th holidays together in 2015. They celebrate their one year with a homemade cake. They put that on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Good Lord. Okay. So this is Taylor Swift sort of intersecting in that whole Kanye West time. Mm -hmm. So on the video for Look What You Made Me Do, she's climbing out of a graveyard With Nils Joburg Joburg on the headstone, which is a pseudonym that Calvin Harris uses. Yikes. Yeah. So these last albums kind of get conflicted. Yeah. Like that's a choice. That's a choice. That's a choice. She will write for him, I did something bad and getaway car is also possibly about him. They break up apparently because he's jealous of her success. Hmm. All right. But hold on. They break up. (laughs) June 2016. June 2016, Taylor's getting together with Tom Hiddleston, actor. Loki. Loki. There's a story here that he inspires, Getaway car. They date sort of right after they date from June 2016 to September 2016. They apparently meet at the Met Gala in May of 2016. But Taylor Swift also meets Joe Alwyn mm. at the Met Gala in 2016. So there's this is a convergence of right. a lot of boys, a lot of things. We got two pretty quick breakups and then Joe, the love of my life. Uh, let's see. Let's make sure we finish this up. Um, In style Well the big thing with Tom Hiddleston He wore a, a I Heart TS T-shirt on the beach Like she breaks up with Calvin Harris And they are on the beach The next weekend Canoodling on the sand Kissing hanging out with her Squad and On the look what you made me do video She has a group of male dancers wearing The same I Heart TS Shirts <sighs>
0: Anyway, more choices. Yeah,
1: this is the Reputation album, Mm -hmm. which will cover Calvin Harris, Tom Hiddleston, Kanye West to a certain extent until we get to her more recent work of folklore and evermore that are all dreamy, dreamy love songs. And I can't believe I found you. Those are the trashy breakups of Taylor Swift. I have another 8000 words on her relationship with Joe. That's not what we're here for. Mm -mm. Been together going on five years. They they cohabitated together in quarantine. They seem like they're doing really well. He posts pictures of her cats. Don't jinx it. (laughs) No, I think they're really great. Mm -hmm. They're super, super great. And seem like they're just doing well. And again, I will reiterate the point. Mm -hmm. Every Every idiot we date now is one less idiot we risk marrying. Seems like... Taylor has found her, Joe, with a capital A for awesome and a capital B for the bomb and capital C for charming. And she knows what she has now because she's dated a bunch of other losers.
0: Yeah. And uh, again, I mean, the fact that her fan base can map much of her musical catalog, which is extensive to her relate. I mean, again, she shares so much. With the world, I didn't realize that her videos were full of pointed jabs at, yeah. at her exes. <laughs> you need to hang out with me and my niece more often. I'd clearly, clearly. You would have the whole scoop. they're Easter eggs. I thoroughly enjoy your niece, so yes, we should do that. Swifty fandom yeah.
1: is a real thing, and I can appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, August people. Happy birthday to my niece. Happy birthday to you, Alicia. Come coming thanks. up. Mm-hmm. It's coming up, coming up this weekend. I'm excited. I got a really good story. You got a really good story that we're going to talk about this Sunday when we come back on Trashy Divorces. Don't forget to check out the bit.ly slash trash candy link if you want the Rebecca Harkness story. Think a little bit more on there about folklore as well. It was good. It was a good story. I haven't listened to it in a while, but check that out if you want some free trash candy.
0: And happy birthday to Heather. I think it is actually today.
1: Oh, happy birthday, Heather. Happy birthday, all our
0: Leo friends. Mm-hmm.
1: You heard it here first. It's Leo season. <laughs> Sorry, this is a it is a joke that we are just going to take Roll all with. the way to August 23rd mm-hmm. <laughs> until Virgo season starts. Anyway, all thanks right, so everybody for tuning in.
0: That's Trashy Breakups.
1: Until we meet again, keep your hands clean, keep your hearts trashy, and mm. write down your broken heart songs. Thank you, Taylor Swift, for this catalog of <laughs> love and hate and everything all intertwined. Set with a funky beat. I appreciate you, lady. Salty and sweet. I love her. Okay. Cheers, y'all. Bye. Swifties forever. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacey and Alicia.